The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 209 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Chris. Good to be with you again. And what a thrill to be welcoming a member who we've been wanting to encourage for the very longest time. I know he listens avidly to the podcast, so let's shout him out now, Mr. Glyn Wilkinson, a man I've got a huge amount of time for. I admire his humility. He tells it as it is, sometimes when it's not going so well or things have slowed down a little, but that's life as well as wealth building. Exactly. Yeah, no, we um, can all see the social media posts every day and stories of people having great successes, but we know the reality is that it's not that easy. And there are a lot of people, Kevin, on their wealth building journey who get stuck or who never even get started at all. And uh, we're here to do our best every day with our members to encourage them, to support them and create that community of like-minded people so that when you get stuck, you've got others that are giving you that little nudge, maybe your coach on your call each month that's saying, look, you can do it. And also you have to take action. You have to take that first step. And we talk about ROIs and a reason to overcome inertia. And I think that definitely plays a part in Glenn's story. Let's head on over to our conversation today with Glyn Wilkinson. Glyn, welcome to Wealth Talk today. How are you? Yeah, thank you, Christian. I'm uh, delighted to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming, but Wealth Talk is one of those uh, podcasts I, I dial into every Wednesday, and I feel like I'm now on the other side of the mic. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to our discussion. I know. How brilliant. How brilliant. It's been really, really great to see your progression since joining Wealth Builders as an Academy member, although it was founder member back when we launched in 2019. Very different looking to what it is today. But you've been there since the beginning with us, really, Glyn. And today we're going to hear about some of the highs and lows, some of the learnings and the progress you've been making during that time. And I think there's going to be some really, really valuable lessons that you'll be sharing with us today. So as I say, great to have you here, Glenn. And let's kind of roll it back to 2019 then. Take us back to that period of time in your life. What was going through your head? What were the reasons that you made that decision to join us? Well, from my perspective, Chris, I mean, I've had quite an interesting career. I mean, if I, you know, from leaving school, I was a carpenter till I was 29. Then I changed career quite significantly. I moved into sales. Then I ended up in pharmaceuticals and was you know, sort of a high achiever in the industry. And with that came opportunities in terms of growth, opportunities in terms of you know, recompense, et cetera. But the, the more I moved up the ladder, you know, the, the, the more the, the, the roles became more high profile, more demanding, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so long hours, uh, not much time with the family, no time to focus on anything else other than the day job. I would say it was fantastic lifestyle, fantastic package, but very unhealthy in terms of work-life balance. 2019, my role was made redundant, which was, a, to be fair, it was a bit of a shock and also you know, quite a, a knock to my sort of confidence and my ego. During that period, I'd, I'd, obviously, Chris, we'd met at one of your meets with, with the Escape the Rat Race, which was which, uh, over in London, which was an amazing event. But um, I'd also been watching Kevin from a distance on, on LinkedIn. I connected with, with Kevin. And from the discussion with Kevin and also with yourself, I felt Wealth Builders was the community I wanted to join and, and where you were going and the plans you had laid out with your processes 
uh, your systems, et cetera, et cetera, for me, just felt like the right place to be. And it opened up an area which I was always interested in, but didn't really have a sort of a structure or a plan in place to follow. So from that perspective, I, I joined World Builders in the July 2019. And I would say, I mean, it was like a light bulb turned on. You know, in terms of your education, support, connection, due diligence, guiding action, all these, these structures that came into play, the pillars, the seven pillars, it was like all this stuff that was there that was accessible and being accessed by many, which just opened up to me. So, um, yeah, joining Wealth Builders, without a doubt, was, a, was an eye-opener and, you know, illuminating. I'm still here now back in 2023, so clearly something's, uh, something's working for me. Yeah, no, that's great. And you have a family as well, don't you, Glenn? So um, was that part of the driving reason, legacy? Yeah, I mean, I have three kids currently. They're 18, 17 and, and they're 15. So they're all quite close together. I'm now 55. I was 50 when I joined Wealth Builders. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm closer to retirement than, 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 than I was. And also I've got some children that are coming through and will no doubt be support, you know, with university and, you know, helping them as much as, as we can practically. So from a, a wire perspective, I had this realization that once a job stopped, the salary stopped. And I needed, you know, if that if that was to happen again, I needed a plan B. And my plan B is, you know, really is, is to get to a position of financial security with the cash flow. So which takes the pressure off with a view then to building you know, building on my profits and building my assets so that I'm creating a you know a long-term legacy of a retirement for myself and my wife, but then a long-term legacy for for the children and you know and their children as as life moves forward. So of course everyone at some point has the realization that I need to do something. The next question is what am I gonna do? And that's not so easy to answer always, is it? And uh, we do our best to obviously lay out a roadmap. Some of those important things early on, make sure your roof is in place, going through debits and understanding yourself through wealth dynamics. So those are all kind of foundational pieces. But then you've really got to look at, well, what's my plan? And you mentioned the seven pillars there. And so we know that the only way to generate recurring income is from a combination of those seven pillars. Yeah. And um, we help you kind of make decision on which are the right ones for you based on your interests, based on leverage. And leverage comes in different forms, right? We have a, a formula FIRST, which uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, which is financial leverage, intellectual relationship systems time. So when you were going through that process yourself, Glenn, of assessing the different pillars, looking at what leverage you had in your life, you know, what was becoming obvious to you as as the kind of direction you wanted to follow? I think that the first thing, Christian, obviously one, one's coming into wealth builders, what for me came apparent was there were so many choices and you could argue too many choices. And that put me in a place of, wanting to understand everything before I did anything. So I, I spend a lot of time in the in the education phase, you know, far, far too long to be fair in hindsight. I also spent too much time procrastinating. So my leverage, I had finances, uh, you know, finance was, was my leverage. In terms of the other parts of the, the first, the structures were, were coming with wealth builders, the relationships were coming with, with, with wealth builders. In terms of the intellect, I had a level of intellect, but not the intellect I felt I needed at that point. I had time to a degree, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm full-time employed again. So time now is not my leverage. My, you know, my focus is my day job and my wealth building is doing, you know, evenings, weekends and holidays. So it's, it's a real interesting balance. And, and I feel like I, I don't stop. However, I'm happy with that because I know the outcome will be really positive and, you know, and potentially I'll, I'll retire earlier than what I would have had to in the first place. So I had finances, but too many choices. So finance could come in, in, in lots of different shapes and forms through the home, through cash, through investments, through pensions, through businesses. Where was your majority of your financial leverage, Glenn? 
Okay, so it was a combination, Chris. Obviously, I had a redundancy, which was you know very helpful, although very upsetting at the time. I had shares. I'd really worked hard on investments myself um, in, in my own way. So I had you know a chunk of money there. Sadly, my mum passed away. Um, I inherited some funds from you know, from my mum. So there was chunks of money that that came into my life for different reasons. I'd like to think I was relatively savvy in terms of what I did. However, you know, for example, you mentioned that you know, the roof. I mean, we had a very basic will. All that changed on joining Wealth Builders. So we now have a you know flexible will. We have a you know, trust in place. Have lasting power powers of attorney. So I had um, say a baseline level of knowledge, but joining Wealth Builders really took that to the next level. Yeah, you mentioned there the different kind of chunks of money, but I guess none of that was generating any recurring income, right? It was just sat there. Correct. Yeah. And that's the key, right, is to how to turn that and actually leverage that so that it's recurring income streams, which are predictable. The word passive income is thrown around out there. We know nothing's passive, right? There's always a little bit of work involved. Really have to focus on one or two pillars to get going. And the seven pillars, we know that your home is the first pillar. Pensions, investments, property, business, intellectual property, joint ventures. So you said you just kind of got curious about lots of stuff, Glenn, right? So so tell us about some of that education. What what did you go off and start learning about? Well, first of all, the home capacity, I mean, we're in a fortunate position. We have a you know a sizable chunk of equity in the home. However, under no circumstances from discussions with Linda, my wife, you know, we were not going to touch that. So it's not worth going there. So that, that was off the table. So that left me with pensions. I have, again, I'm fortunate in terms of my pension. I didn't have a SAS. I, I do now. We can come on to that. So I say I have a you know a relatively good pension pot. Investments. Yes, I had I had some shares in, in investments, and I utilised those funds which were sitting there just ticking along. I brought those to life with my sort of property purchases, which again we'll come on to in a moment. I looked more into. I explored more around the stock market and options, and I did a course on options, which again amazing course, but. For me, I wasn't moving quick enough in my own mind. So I put, I've parked that for the time being. So my two pillars of choice became property and also pension, as in SAS pension. In terms of IP and joint ventures, I've not, I've not gone down that route yet. But again, that will come in time, I, I believe. So at the moment, Chris, the focus has been in agreement with, with my wife. We decided on buy to lets on ideally a, a BRR strategy. It didn't quite play out like that because we've not recycled our funds. However, we're in a situation now. So from starting with wealth building in 2019 to where we are now in 2023, we now have four buy to lets are all cash flowing right. rather nicely. We're light on funds in terms of you know our, our cash sitting in the properties at the moment. So yeah, in terms of what our focus on the pillars, so it was it was buy to lets, which we felt we were, we could manage that while managing our day jobs and our family life. And I think we've also initiated SAS pension. So we're we're in you know, we're now in a position where we have four properties set up. They're cash flowing nicely. So the funds we had sitting there dormantly are now working for us, although we've not been able to pull the funds out yet. The SAS pension is now in place. The funds are now in place. And that's only happened recently. So my focus now is on my SAS pension and you know, and, and getting the funds working for us. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, I'm glad you kind of summarised there the period of the last four years or so. However, we know that the action really took place in the last year or, or two, maybe, right? And there was that period at the beginning. And then I kind of want to go back to this because I think this is where there's some real good lessons where it took a long time, didn't it? To, shall we say, pull the trigger? This isn't uncommon. 
there's probably people going to be listening now, Glenn, who are in a similar position or certainly have been in that position. And, and it can become a little bit frustrating and perhaps it can even knock your confidence and you feel like, is this actually ever going to happen? Is it going to work? Is there something wrong? A lot of doubts perhaps start creeping in. Now, I'm not going to put the words into your mouth, Glenn, but, uh, you know, we had lots of conversations along the way, didn't we? And I know conversations with Kevin as well. So what were some of the things that uh, you feel maybe were holding you back? And then what happened for you to actually say, right, okay, I need to now take action? One of the things that was holding me back was fear of getting it wrong. We had quite a a sort of a poor background to begin with. I'm in a place now where I would never have predicted uh, you know, in my twenties, where I'd be now. So, you built this this lifestyle, or I built this lifestyle, and the last thing you want to do is to come crashing down. So, for me, it was definitely the fear of getting it wrong. That was one thing. Secondly, in terms of my understanding, I wanted, or I felt, I needed to understand everything before doing anything. And really, I'm somebody that learn learns by doing, and I, I know that. So, I, I should have realised that early on. So, I, I spent a lot of time in, in the education phase in terms of podcasting. You know, dialing into anything that I could in terms of whether it be a podcast, whether it be Clubhouse, whether it be a webinar. So I spent a lot of time trying to just absorb so much information. And I got to the point of thinking, actually, I'm not moving forward. I mean, obviously, you see in the community, in the wealth builder community, you know, how people are moving forward and what they're achieving. And you can, and you compare yourself again, or I was comparing myself and God, I've been here nearly three years. And I've not done anything other than take on knowledge when there's so many other people that are acting so it was a bit of a comparison with others which is not right but again there was a few things that, that really keep me into gear and it was a decision I either do something now or I just stop completely and continue with my day job and my life as it was so Linda and I had we sat down and had a discussion and what we decided to do was you know we're going to buy a property we're going to buy it locally within a week we viewed 12 properties we offered on three we had two accepted one went through and one didn't because the seller decided that they didn't no longer wanted to sell. But at that point, it was like this weight had been lifted because actually, A, we'd acted and we, you could see that we'd actually started the process of our wealth building journey. So that the property we, we ended up as own wealth builders in 2019 in the July, the first property we purchased completed in the September of 2021. The flat we bought locally, it's sort of, you know, five minutes down, you know, around the, around the corner from where we live. We were able to keep an eye on it. We want to manage it ourselves. We want to get involved. I picked up the keys on the Friday, on the Saturday, whilst I was in there just, you know, tidying up and getting ready for doing some light renovations. I had three viewings. On the Saturday, we had a tenant secured who was moving in within the week. So it all happened very quickly. And once that happened and was on its way, I'm thinking, this is a lot easier than what I thought. Why have I been dithering around for so long? And that property now, I mean, we're on our second tenant. I mean, it's, you know, the, the growth we've had has been has been fantastic. We've had no hassle whatsoever. So it's been very straightforward. So from buying that first property, we then obviously spent some of our funds and we had to you know, look at what we, what else we were going to do. We decided we wanted to become portfolio landlords, so we'd need four. But our funds wouldn't stretch to that where we live in the South. So going back to, uh, you know, your, your, the, the, where's our leverage in terms of first, I had you know good relationship with the wealth builder community, and you'll you know you'll know Louise Wright, and I'm sure many many of the listeners will. I'd reached out to Louise. I said, like, I'm looking to invest in Nottingham. Who do you know I could work with? Who sources? Who I, you know? This is what I want to do. So Louise connecting with with a lady called Heather Smale. I know Heather's been on the podcast a while back now, but I ended up you know I met, met with Heather, Heather and Louise, connected from day one. We decided to move forward with it with a, a purchase of our, our second property, and that was in the Nottingham area. Within a month of meeting Heather, we'd actually offered on two 
And then within a short space of time, we completed on two. So we were at property number three already, which then gave us funds for one more. So again, working with Heather, we now have our fourth property in Nottingham, which are all, every time again, pretty much up and running, all very straightforward and, and touch wood, everything's moving as it should. So it took me such a long time to get there. But once I took action, it gave me the momentum I needed. And isn't that such an important lesson? And, and again, for anyone listening now who who is just being held back, just that little bit of fear, just taking that first step because it's expanding your comfort zone. And, and the other side of your comfort zone is where all the results are, right? And you just got to okay. step over there. Of course, having support around you is really important. If you're doing this completely on your own, it's scary. And that's why a lot of people never make it, right? But when you've got others, as you said, you can see others that are doing it. They're okay. They're safe. They're generating income. Why are you not doing it yourself? And when you do take that step, then you realize, yes, you wish you'd done that much sooner. But you've done it now, Glenn. So tell us how much recurring income you're generating now per month from those four properties. So we have our security figure, Chris, is is 5,000. At the moment, we're, after all expenses, all costs, we have about 1,700 coming in in terms of our recurring income. Yeah, brilliant. So, so we, you know, we're not we're not there yet with our security figure, but with buy to lets, you know, being honest, you're not going to be. However, we were our comfort zone at this point was buy to lets. We're now looking at other things, but we, you know, we were very comfortable with buy to lets because we have we live in a house. You know, it all seems to make sense. So I know there's other you know higher cash flow strategies out there. So we're, we're at 1,700 at the moment. Well done. So. The beauty of the seven pillars is that there's multiple ways to diversify your income streams and you should, you know, never rely on one thing because one one of anything is risky, whether it's a job or a business or all your money coming from property. So what are you now looking at, Glyn, whilst you're obviously building up your funds again? So our SAS is now in play, which is good. So that's really only come to life end of July. So I have 50% of my funds are already committed on a, a third party unconnected loan. And then I'm looking at the, the other 50%. The SAS isn't overly large, to be fair. I've brought one of my pensions in, which isn't overly large at this point. So my intentions at the moment now with the other 50% is to, I'm going to put some into sort of a core strategy of ETFs in the stock market. And I'm also going to, I'm looking at options as well, with the VC, you know, generating additional cash flow with, with, with the option strategy. And we've talked about leverage. Time leverage, as you said, you know, you're fitting this around a full-time job. So um, you drive, right, as well. And, uh, you know, leveraging that time in the car, making it your own sort of personal university, right? So tell us about that and playing some of those podcasts to your children now as well. Yeah, so I, I do. I, we, we have a joke that I'm, I'm going out in the mobile university. I mean, podcasts, I get from Wealth Builders' perspective, was my introduction to podcasts. And I, I would say I'm sort of addicted to them now. So I have, um, you know... Pretty much every day of the week, there's a fresh podcast that comes out. Yourselves being Wednesday, you know, I have two that come out on a on a Tuesday, one that comes out on a Thursday. So, from a perspective of my my life driving, I no longer listen to the radio, I very rarely listen to the news. I'm just listening to podcasts, which for me is very interesting because I'm taking on information, as you said, Chris, leveraging my time whilst I have an hour's drive to wherever I'm going. And I was drive back. So, getting that time leverage is for me really helpful. When I walk the dog. I leave the phone at home. I like to just be with the dog and, you know, and just have some time off the grid as such. But certainly in the car, I'm podcasting all, all of the time. And I do take on so much. In terms of my children, yeah, my, my teenagers, although they, they grumble a little bit, oh, dad, they're not another podcast. It's really interesting some of the conversation that come out of this. I know Wealth Builders for Families is coming on board now. But I'd like to think my, my kids have 
they have more of an insight than I did certainly as a teenager. I mean, they look at my desk, they look at my bookshelf. I mean, my bookshelf is amazing. I'm, I'm so proud of my bookshelf and even proud of that. I've read the majority of them as well. But my whiteboard on the wall here, there's so much content. The kids are aware of SAS pension, even though they perhaps don't fully understand it, but they're aware of what it means and, you know, the legacy and, and, and the rationale. In terms of our property locally, you know, all the kids are around there with a the paintbrush. So again, going back to, you know, seeing where there is an investment and it's a legacy for them. You know, they've all been involved with that, you know, clearing stuff out and getting involved. You know, they know what's about the properties in Nottingham. My loan back that's going out later this month, my daughter's coming up to a trip. I'm going up for a site visit and my daughter's coming because she's going to meet a friend en route, but then we're going to have a bit of an explore of the area. So it's really interesting how the kids, they're taking stuff on and they're engaging and I think, as you said, I think wealth builder for families is going to be excellent as well. Yeah, and also in terms of investments and helping them now to start building up uh, that knowledge, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing with them? My two boys are 18 and 17, and, and um, both of them, uh, well, actually, my 18 year is going back to college, but they're both working part-time. But all three children have their premium bonds and, and you know, and any sort of birthday money, Christmas money, or any money that comes their way. We always have a discussion about what percentage of that are you going to put to one side? They all have premium bonds and, and they've got their funds in there. They can, you know, they can see their funds. The all three children have a JISA. So we, we brought their child trust funds over to a JISA with Vanguard. And again, that, that gets topped up as well. So they've all got this, this money that's ticking over in the background. My eldest son, he saved up in his premium bonds to buy himself his first car. And, you know, the added bonus of that, he won about 150, maybe 200 pounds, you know, just on the, you know, on the monthly win. So he'd had like this top of a, of funds which you know would have taken him a long time to earn my middle son is currently saving he's using his premium bonds to save because he's going to build himself a gaming computer which if that's what he wants to do it's his money he can do that but again he's also saving a percentage in his for other stuff as well he's not you know he's, he's got his three pots he has his pot for spending his pot for his gaming computer and his pot for saving so again we, we have quite a, a good structure they're buying into which is, is reassuring for me yeah, and no, I should be very proud of that. And also starting to rub off on Lyndon as well now, right? So at the beginning, she sort of leave you to it. And now I hear she's beginning to learn some of those investing strategies as well. Oh, L- L- Lyndon's been um, one of the courses I did on, on options trading. Lyndon's now going through that. So uh, you know, she's, she's involved with the SaaS. She, I mean, Lyndon works four days a week. So a lot of the stuff that we need to do from an admin perspective, Lyndon picks up on her day off. She's currently doing the accounts, um, you know, we're on to zero and she's into that. So it's really good that it's becoming more of a family wealth building event and such. No, that's so brilliant to hear, Glenn. I'm I'm so pleased for you. And uh, again, thank you for sharing because I think it's a valuable lesson that, yeah, sometimes it does take a little while to build up that momentum, but it takes a little bit of courage. As I say, it takes, you know, the right support around you. But once you do break through that barrier, there's obviously some great results ahead and you're well on your way now to financial security glenn we look forward to celebrating that moment with you and again thanks for being a great member of the wealth builders community no thank you chris and thank you for having me I really enjoy and enjoy the community thank you okay so as we mentioned before there glenn been with us since we launched the wealth builders membership program so a founder member back in 2019 we launched with a uh, 100 members and uh, things have evolved a long way since then we've had lots of those members speak on previous episodes on previous member spotlights and we're so thrilled to have glenn here because as he said it took himself a little while to get clear to get going but once he did once he broke through some of those fears that were holding him back he's now seeing some really good progress and some really good monthly recurring income 
Yeah, indeed. And I think what I admire most about Glenn is the fact that when he got the realisation, very clear from the way he shared his story, the fear of making mistakes, the challenge with the work-life balance in a high-paid, well-respected position, and the overwhelm that can sometimes set in. And then when you couple that with lots and lots of people, I suppose, in the wealth builders community, with all the appearances of motoring, as often the posts will do. And of course, it's obvious that people posting internally in our community are going to be posting because they're achieving something. Those people who perhaps have got a temporary challenge, they're not going to be posting as much. So very easy. And it's an interesting point. Comparison economics, I call it, Chris, which is not just affecting grown-ups and good, solid people like Glenn, but also affects our younger people too. And I'm thinking about that particularly in Wealth Builders for Families, where we're seeing social media comparisons, the apparent ease of people making substantial sums of money, and whether that is genuinely substantial or fake, we often don't know. And it often also belies the amount of effort that's taken if it is successful. And there's no substitute for the effort. One of the lessons which Glynn has brought very sharply into focus is, do you remember, he said, it's a lot easier than I thought. So the thinking is always the prejudging in what you imagine the work that needs to be done. And when you prejudge something, it's a form of prejudice. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's self-judging. It's almost not sure I'm ready to do this. I'm not sure I can do this without making a mistake. And I think this um, temptation, as we see very often, to be caught up in the educational part of the Wheel of Wealth, that starting point. And it's great to be educated. It's great to be fascinated by the subject. But that fascination very soon turns into shelf help. I know he said he was proud of his books and he's proud he's read them. But knowledge not acted upon is if knowledge wasn't there in the first place. So our, our outcome is not to serve to entertain people with education, but to inform with a view to taking action. And I'm so pleased that Glenn has taken that action. And the consequence, by the way, which is touched on in your interview with him, Chris, is it's not just the community of people around that are valuable, but it's the very fabric of his own family, which have been imbued by this in a way that encourages their participation with the children. I had the visualization, made me smile when I heard it, played back in anticipation of our debrief, painting in the house and the property they own. And his wife, Lyndon, finally kind of getting on board, not in a negative way, it's just that different people have got different wealth dynamics and they get engaged in different ways. So a thrill to see the whole family involved, a thrill to see that some of those things are coming to life, which will give him even more leverage, like the SAS and his children, kind of old enough, really not children anymore, teenagers, I suppose, very soon to be young adults. And they'll have their own lessons to learn, whether they move on to education, into university, and they've got a a gap year to fill and to fund, or whether they're going into 
college or university with the all the fees and all the necessaries that go with that. All of those lessons, I'm sure, he will share with them very well. But great to see a whole family involved in the wealth building, and uh, it put a smile on my face. I have to say, yeah, and I was really excited about Glenn sharing his story with our listeners because we know people are held back for different reasons and not enough time, not enough finance, information overload, fear of failure, fear of success in some cases. Not having a plan. Exactly. So there's often something holding us back and uh, Glenn is a, a really shining example of just keep going, right? Take small steps. And while some of those steps were too much education each month at the beginning, he did eventually take action. He broke through some of those fears and the results are clear to see. So um, I hope that this inspires some listening now, Kevin, who perhaps see themselves in a similar cycle. I think so. There'd be many people. It isn't possible for everyone to be on the same journey. And you imagine historically, Chris, we had a almost a lockstep community of workers, then retirees. You know, there's massive everybody going in sequence. You get a job, you then hit retirement age, you then pick up your pension, you retire. Everybody moving in the same direction. The challenge with wealth these days is those days are gone. We live our life and we build our wealth through the the transitions in our life. And it's difficult to build wealth when you're permanently engaged in a job that's consuming you because the time piece is is a challenging one. So important to recognize that when you're comparing yourself to others, not everybody's in the same situation as you. So your situation is unique. And I would say focus on the outcome you want, not focus on the comparison. So if your outcome is 5,000 a month and you've got 1,700, you're a third of the way there, which is great. And when you're well on the way, the acceleration picks up. The SAS will come into play. His wife and her energy will come into play. So more of those things will come into play. Who knows? The children might even be involved in the kind of family wealth business and accelerate that with their energy, their enthusiasm, and so on. Who knows where that will take them? But we know that the momentum has started. And like rolling downhill, it will only get quicker as the distinctions he makes and his family make get sharper. And that's our role, is to try and bring as many of those distinctions to cut the pathways to make it faster, easier, and more enjoyable for anybody to build their wealth. And this is what we love to do. This is what we live to do. And we're so pleased that Glenn has stayed with us. We thank him warmly. Continue to stay with us. He could have given up, right? He could have easily given up and just said, ah, wealth, schmelf, it doesn't mean anything. I'll just pick up the normal pension at the normal age. But he hasn't. He's persevered. And perseverance is an incredibly valuable skill in wealth building and i applaud him for it yeah and uh if you'd like to join glenn and our other members inside the wealth builders academy where we help you to create a clear plan to move from financial insecurity to financial independence then you can find out more information by heading to the wealth builders website which is wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash academy and if you're not already a member of our private facebook group our online community, which is free to everyone, then head to Facebook, search for Wealth Builders, or again, go to wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash Facebook. So thanks for listening today. And Kevin, you and I will catch up same time, same place next week. We will indeed, my friend. And until then, see ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.